you're uh, at home working from home in self-isolation, uh, you've probably spent a lot of time with your family. Maybe they're getting on your nerves. Uh, one member of the family that doesn't seem to be getting on anybody's nerves or doesn't seem to have a problem with people being at home could be your pet. Um, and the fear is with such an overload of quality time with families, dogs are actually building up a huge reservoir of overdependency, which could end up um, manifesting itself with in uh, extreme separation anxiety after we return to normal. Joining the show right now, Dr. Cliff Redford. You've heard him on the program. He's owner of Wellington Veterinarian Hospital in Markham. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you on, Dr. Redford. Thanks for having me on. First of all, let's, before we get to dogs, how are pets, you know, um, dealing with the quarantine? I hear cats hate it and dogs are liking it. What are you hearing? <laughs> yeah, we have a joke in our industry that uh, dogs have family members and cats have servants. And I think <laughs> the cats are getting sick that their servants are uh, are hanging out with them 24-7. Um, as you said, the dogs are loving it. Uh, and, and they're actually coming into my clinic leaner because they're getting so much more exercise um but but yeah they're getting over dependent they're going to have a real problem once we start all going back to work yeah i've noticed uh i've got a border collie who happens to be slightly high strung go figure and uh you know if we we normally when we drive out of the driveway and don't take him with us we see him at the front window you know looking like he's barking i know that he stops after we leave because we haven't had any complaints uh but now he started to when i go to the door because i'm working from home and uh i'm home all the time with him if i go to the door and i'm wearing clothes that make it look like he's not coming with me or you know i'm acting like he's not coming with me he literally starts barking at me at the door it's a full on protest it's uh, it's making me crazy already. I can only imagine what it's going to be like after, uh, you know, I go back to work and we leave him alone again throughout the day. So this is probably not a story that is just, um, you know, uh, particular to me in my position. There's probably other people that are dealing with the same behavior. So what are we going to have to do? Are we going to have to retrain dogs when we go back to work? Like, will we have to pull out the crate again? For most cases, yeah, you're going to have to a little bit. Chris actually brought up a great point that he's starting to desensitize his dog where they'll leave the house occasionally and, and purposely leave his dog at home to kind of get them used to the idea. And I would recommend doing that. And to take it one step further, we all feel guilty when we leave. So the natural behavior or tendency is we grab a toy and right. we say, okay, mommy and daddy are just leaving for a minute, so let's play a little bit, and then off you go. Be a good boy when I leave. That is the absolute opposite of what you want to do. What you want to do is, for five minutes before you leave, pretend that the dog doesn't exist. It's going to be sad a little bit. You almost have to ghost them. And get on your jacket, get on your shoes. If they get hyper, you don't say anything. You just leave. you got to desensitize them to you leaving the uh, leaving the house. I used to think I was a bit of a dog whisperer because I lucked out with my last Border Collie. I mean, she just was, uh, you know, just an incredible animal that just gave me no uh, uh, protesting at all. This guy, you know what, I realized we're doing all the wrong things. Uh, we, and I'm, I'm sure, once again, I'm not the only one doing this. We've been tossing cookies at the dog as we leave the house. That's yep. pretty much uh, instilling this bad behavior, reinforcing it, isn't it? Yeah, so definitely five minutes before you leave, completely quiet, completely ignore them. Five minutes after you get back, 
unless you have to clean up a mess or do something like that, don't play with them, don't cuddle them. And what that ends up doing is the dog will eventually hear you coming up on the driveway and instead of them going bonkers, um, they just go, oh, big deal. You know, I'll get excited five minutes from now. So, so you want to kind of, you want to make it so that you leaving and you arriving back later on is a non-issue and a non-factor to them. And separation anxiety doesn't just manifest itself in, you know, the dog being upset when you're leaving. Apparently, uh, dogs can attempt, can do some real damage. They can attempt to dig their way through doors and windows, uh, chew on things. And, and what that does is it could result in some self-injury to the dog, broken teeth, cut and, and scraped paws, damage to the nails. I mean, it's, it's really something we have to start thinking about now. Yeah, I've actually had patients. I had one dog that leaped through a second uh, floor window. Thank oh. goodness it was a big dog um, and just took some lacerations. But they can damage the, the, the furniture and the house. And they'll actually sort of self-traumatize themselves as well, almost like an obsessive-compulsive disorder type reaction. Uh, it can get pretty severe. And in those cases, you need to talk to your veterinarian about actual like behavior modification medication um, Prozac, there's a, one specific for animals called clomipramine, but like pharmaceutical drugs for the real severe cases are necessary. What about um, appeasing dogs with like, I've heard about apps where you can play some sort of, you know, uh, music for your cat or dog when you leave or white noise. I mean, we leave the TV on. I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I think it can help in some cases. I think with your dog, you need to find a uh, video of a bunch of sheep running around and he can try and herd them. So <laughs> um, you may find the TV in the center of the uh, room eventually. Um, yeah, so those things can keep them uh, uh, sort of interested. There's some great things. If, they, if people just go online and look for puzzle feeders, if they just Google puzzle feeders at petmart.ca or Amazon or whatever, these are little uh, sort of treat boxes and little toys. You can get them for cats, too, where it actually takes the dog 10, 15, 20 minutes to get just a few tiny little treats, and it keeps them busy. Uh, it's like giving a kid a uh, comic book and some doodling paper uh, when you need them to be quiet in the back of the car. So those types of things definitely can help. Anybody with a Border Collie right now knows that they're the, they're the kids that you hand the Rubik's Cube to, and then they look at you like 10 minutes later and say, I'm finished. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much the puzzles would work with the Border Collie, but uh, it's it's a thought. It's something to think about. Let's uh, just yeah. turn our attention for a second before I get to some, uh, you know, the I want to ask you about annual shots and, and, and uh, take medication. So when we've got our animal at the house, the dog, you know, the idea of leaving them for a little while at home is a good idea. Going out for a walk without them, not always taking them out. When you're at home with your pet, should you be ignoring it throughout the day? Because this dog is getting way too many cuddles. Yeah, I don't think so. That's that's sort of it's not going to hurt them, but it's not really going to help. You really just have to desensitize them to when you're not there. Okay. Um, there. A lot of dogs will be happy if they just know you're in the house. So you really got to get used to them with you not being there with the actual, you know, back before COVID when we had dogs that had some severe separation anxiety, whether we put them on medication or not on top of this sort of five minutes of ignoring before and after I would actually have people occasionally, you know, we joke that do it during the commercials of a hockey game that go through the process of leaving without actually leaving. So turn off the TV 
get on your boots and jacket, grab your keys, go to the door, take everything off and go and sit down. Uh, do that a few times. People think you're a little bit crazy, but anything to pass the time right now. Um, <laughs> things like that is what you really want to do. You want to desensitize them to the process of you leaving. All right. That sounds smart. So now let's turn our attention to, to uh, annual treatments. You know, I've got some shots coming up that we have to get some booster shots. So what happens in that situation? Because I'm hearing a lot of vets are just doing emergency visits. And it's also uh, tick and uh, season and, and uh, it's time to also get the heartworm test done. So yeah. what are you suggesting in those cases? So the recommendations from our college, obviously, is to try and do ur- urgent medicate or urgent treatments only. But we get to decide what that is. As far as annual vaccines, um, the, the only real big one is rabies because there's a public health risk to it. And also rabies has a very sort of specific time requirement so that if you're even a day overdue, whether it's a one year or a three year rabies that you received, you kind of have to start the process over again. Really? So we will have people. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 kind of based on that's just how the studies went back in 2004 when the uh, the various health organizations were able to prove that the rabies vaccine can last up to three years or three years and more. But technically, if you're three years and, and one day after the last vaccine, you have to go back to a one year and then next year it becomes a three year again. So wow. we consider we consider the rabies vaccine urgent enough because of the public health risk. Um, but all the other vaccines, unless you have a puppy, a puppy can go in regularly because they need to get their vaccines on time. But your veterinarian, assuming the quarantine is still in effect um, when your dog needs vaccines, your veterinarian is going to look at which vaccines uh, he or she is due for and may say, why don't you come in in a month from now? Uh, and it's OK if you're one month overdue, everything will be fine. And the so you want to call your vet and check with, with them. Yeah. 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 And the same things with heartworm testing is is we're we're pushing things a month or two just in case. But you can still pick up your medication. Just call your veterinarian. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Redford. It's been extremely informative. I think I'm going to be putting my jacket on and grabbing my car keys several times today and walking to the door. Thank you very much. Have yourself a very safe weekend.